Big D Entertainment, in association with Dipsy Doodle Productions, presents the Dave Holly Hour. Brought to you by the Sky Lounge and Tea, XL Chiropractic, Quality Nails, Ale Hop Brewery Tours, and Jesse Moffat Entertainment. The Dave Holly Hour features Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment Conversations and has been recognized by the Sioux Falls Stage Awards with a special distinction for promoting the arts. A true lover of arts, entertainment, good food, and fun times, including an occasional Jack Daniels. Okay, so a few Jack Daniels. Here he is, Dave Holly. Thank you, Zach Dresch. Well done, as always. Thank you, everyone, listening to more Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment Conversations. Bear Bodkins Theater begins their run of Shakespeare in Falls Park tonight. This year, they present The Tempest. We'll hear from artistic director Jana Gearhart Fitzsimmons about performing theater outside. Then later in the show, local singer-songwriter Matt D. normally plays solo tomorrow night, he has a full band all set to go for first Friday at 8th and Railroad. But first... Time to grab your favorite beverage, lift it high, and toast it to being Thursday, a.k.a. Weekend Eve. Hey, the weekend isn't around the corner, it's here! So long, hump day in your frumpy way. We say hello to Thursdays with opening nights. The weekend is near and we can see the bright lights. Yes, Thursday, you're so hearty. We can't wait for Friday. So a day early, we start the party. Oh my. Lift him high. I actually was able to lift one over the weekend. <laughs> In celebration. Because this weekend's Weekend Eve Toast goes out to luck. Obviously, good luck. Which I finally had. Miss Carries and I were uh, headed out to a birthday party on Saturday night. And, uh, well, gosh darn it, on the way was Chasers. So we stopped at Chasers and uh, had a, a couple of cool ones. Um, and you know those little shake of the day deals? By God, somebody actually does win them from time to time. Somebody won one on Friday night. Yeah. Uh, a nice big bot. But you know what they do there is they take 20% out of that. They keep it at the bar to uh, start up the, the new run then of another shake of the day. So here they'd gone all this time without a winner. They had one Friday night, and then yours truly picked up 662 bucks at Chasers on the shake of the day on Saturday afternoon. Woo-hoo-hoo! Lucky me. So, luck, here's to you. That provides many Jasper Newtons. Jack Daniels Diet Coke with a lime. The Weekend Eve Toast has been brought to you by Ale Hop Brewery Tours. People are talking about how great it is using Ale Hop on their Facebook page, 
Here's what Tina had to say. Super fun and convenient. You can go out, have a good time with friends, and not have to worry about driving home. That's for sure. And best of all, I love what uh, Tina says here. It supports our locals. No matter what brewery in Sioux Falls is your favorite, Ale Hot Brewery Tours lets you and your friends choose any or all of the local breweries plus a distillery. Book your private tours online at alehopbrewerytours.com. But if you're already out and about on a weekend, they have some public tours. For more info about those, call 605-777-2183. That is 605-777-2183. Ale Hop Brewery Tours, where micro fans meet micro brews. Held in suspense there for a while before I played the sounder, didn't I? <laughs> All right. Uh, honorable mention for those of you who may be listening for the first time. It is not something that is just simply came in fourth place because, you know, you didn't meddle, you didn't get a ribbon, something along that line. No, 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 no. We mean it. Honorable mention. Uh, we always like to give out uh, a shout out. Something that in the past week has made my day, made me laugh, giggle, guffaw. Uh, maybe uh, cry, uh, you know, a little uh, tear of joy or something. In other words, it's just fun stuff. Well, this week, the honorable mention going out to Kids in Theater. Last Saturday, or Friday, excuse me, last Friday, Old Town Dinner Theater, well, they did it on Saturday too, but uh, the night that uh, my wife and I attended was on a Friday evening at Old Town Dinner Theater, Kids Camp production, Lion King Jr. It was awesome. Mighty Course and Arts players, Peggy the Pint-Sized Pirate was the week before. Premier Playhouse had Mary Poppins Jr. And while I didn't make it to those last two, I can guarantee you, knowing the people that were in charge of those, that it was amazing. Because they all love theater. It's their passion and they provide such great opportunities for all the kids in all of the arts and entertainment camps that take place throughout the summer. Bravo, bravo, bravo for all the kids, all the volunteers, all the moms and dads, grandparents, and so forth that uh, take the time to let their kids be a part of that as well. All right, coming up later in the show, Matt D. talks about having a full band for tomorrow night's first Friday gig. Up next from Bear Bodkins Theater, Artistic Director Jaina Gearhart Fitzsimmons on the Dave Holly Hour. Hi, my name is Jesse Moffat, and I'm not a piano player. I'm a comic magician and hypnotist. I've been performing for over 20 years. I've performed at many events, corporate events, holiday parties, post-prom parties, graduation parties, state and county fairs, festivals, just about anything you can imagine. The funniest thing about the Magic Act is that I use a ton of audience participation, and that can make things really interesting. Put it down the front of your shirt. <laughs> Stop being so, I'm not, my hand won't follow. The best thing about the hypnosis show is that the volunteers and their imaginations really make it a blast. <laughs> Holy crap, dude, did you see what you just did? You could do that possibly to girls. For booking information, go to Jesse Moffat Entertainment on Facebook. That's J-E-S-S-E. M-O-F-F-I-T-T -T, or call 605-929-0964. He's a bit flirtatious, but most of all, fun. Once again, 
Here's Dave Hawley. All right. Yeah, thank you. Fun and ready to say, as per usual, for an interview that we're doing about Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment to say, it is always a pleasure to bring back favorite guests and especially when you've uh, known her since her childhood. Jada Gerhardt Fitzsimmons, how are you? I'm doing well. I figured you would be. You typically are. Yes. And uh, you have your Bear Bodkins group in rehearsals right now. Mm-hmm. And on a Thursday night, it's time to get out and play at the park. It is. It Actually, is you've had uh, some rehearsals at the park now, haven't you? We have. Yep. Yeah. We've moved outdoors. So we are in the last little bit of our rehearsal phase. And yeah, that means that we're outside now all of the time. So we will be out at the park doing our dress rehearsals and the beautiful ruins of the Queen Bee mm. Mill for the next couple nights. And then we open on the 30th. Excellent. Looking forward to it. In fact, uh, we're ready for opening night ourselves. Yay. That's the night that uh, we plan on being there. And uh, how do we... Uh, What's the ticket situation? I always have to remember that it's free, correct? Yes, it is. But you still kind of need to make room for yourself. Yeah, we have like a little system, but it's pretty Mm -hmm. slick. It's pretty easy. So um, our performances all happen, as I just mentioned, in the ruins of the Queen Bee Mill at Falls Park. And so an hour before the show at six o'clock, we begin handing out free tickets for the show. Um, That way we just kind of know where we're at in terms of capacity. And then, you know, once you have your ticket, you're welcome to explore the park, go grab some ice cream, use the restroom, things like that. And then we open the gates at 6.30 for seating. And we ask all of our audience members to bring their own chair this year. That seemed to work really well last year. Everybody could watch the show in comfort. So bring a chair, bring a blanket, come and get comfy. And then we start the show at 7. All right. Looking forward to it as always. And uh, what's fun about this is having known that you kind of came up in this via your college ranks uh, (laughs) because uh, we we had some uh, old uh, mutual friends that uh, started the Bear Bodkins here. And then uh, you took it over once they left town. Mm -hmm. You bought it from them, and it seems to be going great. And before we get a lot deeper into actually talking about that, let's talk about this year's show. Great. What do we have going on? This year, we have one of my very favorite Shakespeare plays, The Tempest. This is a play that has something for everyone. It is considered one of Shakespeare's late romances. So if you like tragedy and you like comedy, you are in luck because this blends the two in this like beautiful kind of fairy tale-like story um, about a mystical island and a sorcerer and a shipwreck. And so this really has something for everyone. Comedy, action, romance. It's got it all. What is it about Shakespeare that continues to enthrall audiences several centuries later? I think it's just how his work speaks to every moment, right? So there's just beautiful language. There's wonderful characters. It's engaging. Um, there's a lot of variety in Shakespeare's plays. And so I think there's just still so much to love uh, about these works. Are we going to see some similar things that we have in the past with Bear Botkins, uh, multiple parts, mm-hmm. uh, cross-gendering of parts and so forth? Yeah. So we are using our kind of trademark style. <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're really interested in 
an original practice Shakespeare, which means that we think a lot about how Shakespeare was presented in his own time, um, which means that we do our works outdoors under the open sky, like in the Globe Theater. We use a small company of actors that uses a really short rehearsal period to prepare the play, um, and they're playing all of the roles. So this year we have seven really excellent actors that are doubling to play all of the roles in the cast, um, and we also use really kind of bare bones set and costume pieces so the audience can use their imagination to help us bring the story to life. Any audience participation in this You one? know there's always <laughs> audience participation, but nothing scary if, if you're right. like listening yeah. and you're like, oh no. Um, no, it's, it's, it's fun audience participation. It's folks, part so the audience, for instance, this year is going to help us create The Tempest. Okay. So that's an exciting thing. And we have some surprises and fun things for the audience to help us with throughout the show too. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Always such fun. Okay, now <laughs> let's talk about uh, Bear Bodkins. Yeah. Uh, and uh, how you got this uh, started from uh, Ivan Fuller and mm -hmm. Becky. It was just uh, uh, fantastic people anyway yeah. that uh, got that started. What made you say to yourself, you know, I'd really like to take this on as a venture besides being a college professor. Yeah, so, you know, it's, it's really, I, I have a lot of, fond memories thinking about my time at Bear Bodkins because I've been with this company since 2006, which is wild to think about. <laughs> um, but I joined as an assistant director my first mm -hmm. year working with Bear Bodkins. I acted, um, I directed productions. Um, and so as I became a kind of a, a fixture company member, it became so clear that this was just really um, where my heart is. I, I have always loved Shakespeare ever since I was a kid. Um, I had wonderful teachers and my wonderful parents who really supported that. And so so, um, so this is, I, I knew that I really, really wanted to, to work with Shakespeare's work. And this company just gave me such a nice home and a way to do that. And I knew that when the opportunity arose for me to take on the role of artistic director, that I could bring a lot of my own skills and a lot of my own um, ideas and creativity to take Bear Bodkins into its next phase. So that was 10 years ago, which is why this year is really special. This is my 10th year as the artistic director. This is our 25th fifth anniversary as a company. Oh, wow. Yes. And so um, so my first year as the artistic director, we did The Tempest, which is why mm -hmm. we're bringing it back this year. As we kind of like those and kind of circle circular moments in Bear Bodkin's history. So um, so yeah, it's been really fun to revisit this script because it's just such a special story and, and special to our history as a company. So how many works are there out there yet of Shakespeare that Bear Bodkins hasn't done? Oh my gosh, I have not counted, but there are some. There's, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and you know, we really try to bring a variety. We've we've done a lot of comedies lately, and of course we're, we're doing one of the romances this year. Um, so I think next year we're due a tragedy. Um, but, but yeah, we really um, try and kind of mix it up. But there are some that we really like to revisit, um, kind of on a 10-year cycle. So Macbeth is one of those. That was the um, kind of first show that Bear Bodkins did. So we, we we tend to bring that back every 10 years or so but yeah. <laughs> yeah make sure that you get the hits in there all the time yes, right <laughs> we love the hits but we love the weird stuff oh no, true well <laughs> and i i think that's another you know we talked a little bit about uh, what enthralls audiences about shakespeare yeah is that it's such a vast body of work it sure is yeah and you you, you think of uh, you know not only the plays that he wrote but uh, everything else that he authored too mm -hmm. it's just a phenomenal amount of work that he had yeah. And I, I guess it's just so interesting to see, you know, you're going to have the great playwrights of all time and so forth. But when you talk about the Bard, that's like this whole different level. Yeah. And, and there's such a respect amongst everybody in theater for Shakespeare. 
Yeah. You know, you, you go back and think of the uh, great uh, comedian uh, Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. What did he have? Shakespeare background. And, yeah. and so many that uh, have, have done that. And I think the resurgence right now of uh, Broadway and seeing so many people that have already made their fame uh, in the movies wanting to get back to Broadway and be on stage. Yeah. What was the thrill of it for you to be on stage? And then translate that over as to how it made you become a, a great director. Well, I really loved the immediacy of performing in front of an audience, and especially an audience like we get at Bear Bodkins, where everybody's just really in it. We all see each other. It's not like you go into the theater and the house lights dim and you're kind of alone as a viewer. Um, As an audience at the mill, it's like you're part of a collective body. You're part of the show. Um, And so that energy and that vibe from the audience is just, um, it's... It, there's nothing like it. It's so exciting, and I think it's. I think theater and live performance is such um, a key way of communicating about thoughts and ideas. And as a performer, it can be really intoxicating, and it can be so fun. Um, and so that's really what drew me to it. Um, but really, as an artist, I, I consider directing my primary passion. That's something mm-hmm. that I've really um, come to know and love over the years in my training. Um, and and part of why I love directing is because I get to work with fantastic people uh, to collectively bring a performance to life. And that's one of my favorite things about working with our Bear Bodkins casts is that they're so um, creative, they're versatile, um, and they're really helping build the production collaboratively as we go. So it's not just me making decisions about the show. We're really um, like a collaborative group. Um, and, and yeah, it's just really, really exciting to see what they do and what they bring to it. And I love working with the text and I love adapting the script every year. Um, and so, yeah, for me, d- uh, directing has just become such a wonderful artistic home. You know, that's something we've talked about in the past is adapting the script. Uh, mm-hmm. Because uh, Shakespeare was not known necessarily for brevity. No. <laughs> uh, but uh, you still get it in a good time frame that a family can come enjoy this. Yes. So how about uh, with The Tempest, uh, what type of work did you have to do to get this one down to a, an acceptable level? <laughs> yeah, so... Um, something that is really important to Bear Bodkins and to me as a director is to really make Shakespeare accessible for anyone who wants to come and enjoy it. And um, that's one of the reasons why I really love our our partnership with the city of Sioux Falls is because we can offer free Shakespeare. We can offer free tickets. People can come. They can try it out. Um, And part of that, like you said, is making sure that we're kind of coming in in a certain time frame where audiences can come and enjoy Shakespeare. That's real Shakespeare. That's actually Shakespeare's words um, in about a 90 minute time period. Mm -hmm. So um, for this script, um, this was one of, for me, one of the easiest ones to kind of work with and kind of wrangle into that time frame because it's so beautifully crafted um, and it's so expertly, I mean, no surprise, it's Shakespeare, uh, Shakespeare's work, but some of his plays can, you know, kind of have a lot of loose ends or they, you know, kind of resolve um, kind of in odd ways. And so this one is just so expertly crafted that, uh, that working with it and making the adaptation was a pleasure. So you have been a Shakespeare fan for a long time. Mm -hmm. Tell us things that the average person doesn't know about Shakespeare, the person. Because you obviously studied not just (laughs) everything he wrote, but you studied him. Yeah. What was it uh, that made him tick? This is a great question. And one of my favorite things about Shakespeare, and this this is maybe going to seem kind of counterproductive to your question, but one of my very favorite things about Shakespeare is there's so much about him that we don't know. Right. And 
something that I think surprises people because he's so much a part of our culture and he's so much part of our literary canon and our dramatic canon is we think we really know who he is. But in reality, there's a lot of mystery surrounding Shakespeare and his life and, you know, what he was doing um, and where he was and, and his relationships. And so I think that's something that's really exciting to me because I love a mystery. <laughs> and it's okay with me to like have these kind of open-ended um, kind of questions that linger. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I, I think I really like his work, but it's also one of the reasons why um, I, I love theater history is because there are things we know and there are things we don't, and I almost like the things we don't know better. Tonight on Dateline, Shakespeare <laughs> in the Park. <laughs> Mystery. Have, have you ever thought of writing about Shakespeare? Um, you know, that's a good question. I... I'm intrigued by him. Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, um, my, my kind of artistic battery has been taken up in different ways than, than, um, than that type of writing project. Um, but I never say never. <laughs> <laughs> the college spirit, right? Yes. Oh, and, and by the way, loaded question time. Where did you get your undergraduate work? I did my undergraduate degree at Southwest Minnesota State University. Mustangs for life. Go Mustangs. <laughs> <laughs> I was there many years before. I do believe we had uh, at least one professor in common, though. Oh. Ray Oster? Yes. Yes. A delight. One oh, of my favorite people on this planet. Absolutely great. <laughs> yeah, I, because, you know, at uh, Southwest, you had to take theater uh, as uh, one of the um, curriculum's core classes and so forth. And uh, I was in a one-act well, I, I shouldn't say a one-act, but it was a shortened-down version of Mr. Roberts okay. that we did for the class. And when I went in to get my semester grade, he says, you ever thought about being on the stage? <laughs> 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 but I uh, always okay. enjoyed uh, everything that I, I learned there in the uh, communicative arts as well as the yeah. uh, visual and uh, performing arts. Um, and uh, just uh, always love to see how things come about and then love to see where people end up. Yeah. And, it, you know, so fun to see you uh, <laughs> in this area, having known you for so long and yes. your family. And just to see that, yes, jobs are available in theater. Yeah. And uh, you happen to have one of the best ones because you work at Augie. <laughs> what a great place to be involved in a theater department. Uh, yes. So what is it that you because I know that uh, you do teach Shakespeare I do. as well. Mm -hmm. uh, so what is it that uh, you have to convey to people that might be pretty, uh, you know, entry level Shakespeare? Yeah. What is it that you have to say? Because I'm, I'm guessing, first of all, most of them will go, oh, I don't understand this. How do you read this? Because it takes a little time to get that pattern down. It sure does. It takes getting used to it. And just like anything that's worth doing, it takes practice. Yeah. And something that I always hope to convey to people who are experiencing Shakespeare for the first time, whether it's as an audience member or as a student or as an actor or theater practitioner um, or reader, is that Shakespeare was made for everybody. He was writing for every strata of society when he was bringing his works to the stage because that's who was in his audience. And so that's something that I think can help kind of alleviate that burden that it's like, oh, Shakespeare is too cerebral for me or too heady or, you mm -hmm. know, things like that. Um, Shakespeare was writing for you and me. And so I think that is that's kind of my number one thing that I that I hope kind of like opens the door into Shakespeare, but also just that it takes time and that, you know, 
I have multiple degrees in this. And, and sometimes <laughs> there are things where I'm like, hmm, I really need to look that up. Or like, I wonder. <laughs> um, and that Shakespeare is, is rich. It's a rich text. I could read it. I could, I could read The Tempest today and have one experience with it. I can read it in two years and have another. I could read it at the end of my life and have another. Right. And so there's a lot of like really beautiful richness in the text. There's all sorts of clues for actors and audience members and, and, and readers to enjoy. And so I, I always just hope that people who are experiencing Shakespeare for the first time can enjoy that journey and they get the opportunity to do that yeah. uh, here with uh, Shakespeare in the Park or Bear Bodkins is the <laughs> official title of the uh, theater group uh, that you uh, work with and that you happen to be the the chief cook bottle wash and everything else for <laughs> uh, but uh, I guess I would kind of wanted to ask that uh, previous question to kind of tie back to that notion then that um, as you look at this and it is something that is put on by the Sioux Falls Parks and Rec Department. Are you hoping to draw people into Shakespeare? Or are you uh, seeing that this is a, another vehicle that uh, Shakespeare fans can enjoy? Or is it uh, a little bit of everything? I think it's both. Anyone who wants to come and have an experience with Shakespeare and come and have an experience in nature, in one of the most beautiful parks in our city, in one of the most beautiful theaters in the world, I think, the Queen Bee Mill, um, really, I, that's who we want to come. And we want people who um, who are, have experience with Shakespeare. We want people who just kind of wander up and go, oh, like, what's going on here tonight, yeah. right? And, and that's beautiful. That's um, one of the reasons why our audiences are so exciting is because it's a wonderful blend of people. And I think that's really made possible by the fact that this is um, one of the arts and the parks offerings and the nice thing about it is that you can't nail down a demographic on this no because you've got uh grandparents down to grandchildren yep uh coming as families and, and so forth so it's great to see that that uh if no other thing that a child gets to see live entertainment live theater yeah. And and get to maybe have at least something in their background that says, oh, I remember going to that when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. And then maybe pick up on a lady later and maybe they become one of your students at Augie. Yeah. And maybe they get into your uh, group as part of Bear Botkins eventually. Yeah. Uh, but uh, when you decide, because you still have just uh, traditional open auditions or when you go into uh, a new play each year, are you already thinking boy i think so and so would be great here but they're still just open auditions for anything yeah so okay. we have some company members that are like long-standing that have been with Standards, us forever. yeah so for instance nadine purvis schmidt who plays yeah. prospero um and who was a professor at southwest exactly. minnesota state university um <laughs> she has been with our company for for nine years nine of the past ten seasons and and it's just wonderful to work with and so when we're thinking about a show like the tempest that really has a specific casting need with a character like prospero who is this kind of sorcerer character and he's kind of in this kind of big deal um, character in, in the play and in Shakespeare's canon, we knew that we needed someone like Nadine mm -hmm. to come in and, and, and of course she's reprising the role from the last time, from the last time we did this 10 years ago, which is really exciting. But, so we might have, have some of, some of that. It's kind of a combination where it's like, okay, we have a couple of folks who are cast, um, especially in a show like this that has that type of need, but then the rest of our company has, has open auditions. And so the past couple of years, we've done virtual auditions, which has been great. Um, and and who knows? I mean, that's maybe something that will continue in, in the future, but we get a lot of really wonderful people from all across the community auditioning for uh, for our shows. That's excellent. Yeah. yeah because, uh, you know, sometimes you think, okay, it's a, it's a small group. Mm-hmm. 
uh, and everybody's kind of tied in it and so forth. But it is good to know that anybody that, uh, first of all, wants to go see it can do so. Anybody that wants to be a part of it can audition. Yeah. And uh, maybe they didn't do it this year, but they go and they watch the show and go, I would really like to be a part of this. Yeah. And then maybe we'll see them. Um, do, you, do you say on the stage when it comes to uh, performing outdoors, or do you just say on the grass? <laughs> on the grass works. Yeah, we're on the grass. At the stage, yes. Well, true. Well, you know, he's the one that said it. All the world is a stage. All the world. <laughs> so we have that. <laughs> uh, but uh, when you talk to people and tell them they've got a part in this, what's typical reaction? Oh, excitement. Mm hmm um, sometimes with actors, it's so fun. I mean, because again, like we've been really, really lucky and we've had wonderful actors over the years. And this year's company is no different where they just cannot wait to dive into the play and, and kind of figure out, you know, start playing with their roles, start playing with their characters. Because like we talked about every actor, um, with a few exceptions this year, like Prospero, um, Nadine just plays Prospero because that role is, is really beefy. Um, but all the other actors play multiple roles. And so that's something that I know can kind of cause a little trepidation at first, sometimes for, for actors are like, okay, how are we going to do this? How are we, you know, but again, that collaborative process is there to support them the whole way through. And so it's just a ton of fun and and that excitement is just palpable throughout the entire process so well i would fun. think that with nadine uh, on board as part of a cast member uh that uh, you also besides getting an actor a great quality actor you are also getting a a bit of a team leader oh yeah uh, in in that case too that you know here's somebody that knows these roles mm -hmm. um reprising in this case and can help others too that maybe it's their first time in yeah. Bear Botkins. We have such a wonderful range of experience. We have folks like Nadine Schmidt and we have Jeff Larson who have been with our company for a long time. And then we have folks who are doing this for the first time this year. We have two actors who are making their, their Bear Bad Bear Bodkins debut. That's hard to say. Um, and so so this is uh, a really nice thing where it's like we have folks that kind of raise the bar and also provide that leadership and provide that like, you know, kind of extra collaborative boost. Um, and that means that, you know, anyone in our company who's coming in, whether they've done it for many years or for the first time, um, it, it's just a really nice collaborative group with with a wonderful spirit. 25 years for Bear Podkins itself. Mm -hmm. You're 10. Yes. And you said that, uh, you know, one of the things that got you into it was you wanted to see how it was going to be in the next stages and so forth. Mm -hmm. What what do you see ahead of it now after already having a decade in, being, being involved in it longer than that even? Yeah. Something that I really love is just this, uh, um, you know, kind of company that we've built mm -hmm. folks who, who come back to us year after year or take a little break and then come back um, and we've built this like really wonderful family uh, of actors people who love Shakespeare and want to talk about Shakespeare and, and do Shakespeare and, and think about him and so um, that's something that I'm really proud of is that we have folks at this point all over the world who are Bear Bodkins alum that like still care about the company or and invested in what we do. Um, but also, I think that we're continuing to provide what to me is a really important service to the community, which is free theater, 
um, free Shakespeare and getting people involved that way. So just like we have this community of actors that have been part of Bear Bodkins and on our history, we also have the whole community that has joined us and supported us for 25 years. And that's something that's really powerful and, and wonderful. And that's what I would like to see grow in the next, you know, in the next phase of our, our company <laughs> is to just keep building that wonderful community and, and keep doing theater in a place that we love here in Sioux Falls. All right. So Thursday night is uh, the opening night. Mm-hmm. And how long have rehearsals been taking place? We started in June, at the beginning of June. Okay. So because you said that, you know, part of that was just the fact that it was a, a short rehearsal time mm-hmm. uh, in Shakespeare's day as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it uses the actor's time wisely and well. It keeps things snappy. I think it keeps us in a really nice kind of trajectory toward the show. So, yeah, we've just been working the month of July, or June, rather, um, toward our, our opening on the 30th. All right. So again, the uh, nights and the times. Yeah. So we are at the Queen Bee Mill at Falls Park, June 30th through July 3rd. And then we're back again July 7th through the 10th. And we start handing out free tickets at 6 o'clock. Our doors open at 630 and the show begins at 7. And it's a 90 minute Shakespearean romp. And as long as Mother Nature holds out, everything goes great. <laughs> yes, we were hoping for weather just like today. We've oh, had the most beautiful weekend. Amazing, so, that's yes. for sure. And not like last weekend. No. <laughs> but All whatever right. the weather, we were there, unless it's rain. Uh, the, uh, the two favorite questions I always like to finish up with, and you've heard these a couple of times, uh, so you should be familiar with them. Mm-hmm. But, you know, our lives change. And so maybe some of the other things in the do too. Uh, and question one sometimes answers question two. But we start off with when you're not part of the entertainment world, what do you like to be entertained by? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I I really lo- I love our Sioux Falls art scene. We are so lucky. We have just such such wonderful performers, wonderful groups here. Um, so I really um, and am interested to see what um, what Headlights Theater is doing this summer. Mm-hmm. It's going to be great. We love going out to the Levitt. There's so many wonderful concerts to enjoy. And another thing that's cool this summer I'm excited about is Monstrous Little Theater Company is doing a play reading series at the public libraries. And so I cannot wait for next month um, and to see what they're going to be doing. That and let's see another good one. Uh, Let's see Saturday July 30th at the premiere it's all the uh, locally written one acts. Yes, and I'm I'm going to be there watching and commenting on those plays for the playwrights. Well, so excellent. Be great. I I know that there's one that uh, some old guy with a white beard <laughs> is uh, reading a part for. So fantastic. Be light on him. <laughs> all right. So then the follow-up question: Any other hobbies? Oh my gosh. Um, well, in the summer, I love being out in the garden um, and we're really lucky to have a beautiful yard with lots of wildlife. And so that's what I do with uh, a lot of my summer, hang out with the dogs. I'm a big reader. Um, and so, yeah, that's going to be uh, hopefully my kind of summer vacation plans. <laughs> <laughs> How many books do you read a week? A week, probably four or five. Wow. I'm I'm usually happy about now that I've got four or five under the belt for the year. Yeah, no, that's great too. Yeah, but whew, four any or five reading a week. is good reading. That's any true. Reading is good reading. Yep. Uh, yes. Whether it's fiction, nonfiction, poetry, prose, whatever, it's worth it. All reading it. is fundamental. It sure is. All right, Jada Gerhart Fitzsimmons, it's always a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. And we'll be back with more of the Dave Holly Hour in just a moment. Ladies, when it's time to give your nails some love, get that extra special treatment from Quality Nails on South Minnesota Avenue in Sioux Falls. Manicures and pedicures that look great and make you feel fantastic. 
Zaya and Tony provide professional care for your hands and feet, whether you just want the basics or an extra special look with added flair. Oh, and guys, it's okay to treat yourself too. Quality Nails. Call for an appointment. 605-334-1463. Dr. Perry Langston and Dr. Corey Tooney know excellence is in you. That's why they provide you with excellent care at XL Chiropractic. Improving your overall health in spirit, body, mind, and will. Get results the natural way. Arrange a consultation. 605-332-9235 or xlchiros.com. Excellent care for excellent people. Excel Chiropractic, located at 4309 South Racket Drive in Sioux Falls. Follow the Dave Holly Hour on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All right, welcome back to yet another exciting time of the Dave Holly Hour. Because you know what I'm going to start saying right off the bat. It's always a pleasure to talk Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment. It's always a pleasure to have new guests on, but this gentleman's been on a few times. Matt D., how are you? I'm doing very, very well. Thank you for having me. Oh, I appreciate it. It, uh, it truly is a pleasure every time. Oh, well, thank you, know? you. And it's thank always you. so interesting to talk to you because you are one of the nicest guys I know. <laughs> oh, gosh. And then when it comes to your songwriting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we go a little dark. That's when it all goes south, when I start singing. Right? <laughs> well, you know, yeah. some of the themes are Southern related. They are. Yeah, a little mm-hmm. bit. But little uh, bit. Mm-hmm. badass American ballads Yeah, what you really are all about. Yeah, like the bad man ballads yeah. and the hard luck Americana. Yeah, it's, I, I keep it pretty deadly, Dave. It's, that you do. You yeah. Know? And uh, you got the big old <laughs> locomotive, the phantom locomotive. Yeah. Your uh, last album. Yeah. Still doing well. Um, Devil You Know kind of took off a little bit almost to like a year after it was released it's weird with streaming now Mm -hmm. it's not like physical media anymore um and like out of nowhere we got like forty thousand plays just bam which was pretty cool yeah and it was kind of like a biker playlist like sons i think it was actually official sons of anarchy spotify (laughs) sort of thing even though like the show is like over Right. Exactly. Um, but uh, yeah, it did really well, which led to the album getting a lot, bunch more spins, a little bit more press. Um, yeah, it was nice. Kind of a slow burn. Yeah. You know? A slow train. But you uh, I, you're, the, the train's going to put on a few extra cars this weekend, isn't it? Well, yeah. Friday night. This is pretty exciting. Um, I, I didn't really see this coming, but um, the musicians that played on phantom locomotive and then jeff who i've been performing with for like 14 Mm -hmm. 15 years uh we're gonna have a a new band together and we're gonna have a gig which is pretty darn cool friday night is part of first friday across the street from where we're recording yeah we are at the r wine bar if you hear the ambient noise it's lovely because you know it's kind of funny i'll take a little sidetrack here yeah uh you know for a long time uh was recording elsewhere Mm -hmm. and then kind of got kicked out of that place not not by uh, uh not by Woodgrain, but by oh. the company that owns the building saying you know if you're going to be running a business here you have to lease from us it's like i make six bucks a week on this show come on wonderful uh, wow so was bemoaning that fact yeah. and uh, ricardo says well he says why don't you just uh, record here? He says, you know, we got the downstairs, we got the back room. Yeah. And uh, he says, you know, because usually on a Monday night, we're not that busy. 
And uh, Dude, ever since he said that, <laughs> uh, he says, well, you know, we got parties in both places tonight, so we'll just set up a table up where the band normally plays. Dude, this is this is cool. It's no, awesome, yeah. isn't it? And it's really it, nice. It's, it's such a great local business. Yeah. And uh, Ricardo knows how to run the place. That Absolutely. is for sure. Absolutely. I actually designed the sign out front did so, you really yeah. i knew that you yeah, were the sign yeah. business but i didn't so, know that uh, this was one of yeah. yours yeah yeah it's one of the ones i'm really actually pretty proud of and well so, you should be it's yeah. a great logo too yeah no i, love I that. yeah like i can't take credit for the logo or right. the wine stain but um as far as putting it together outside it was a fun one so, i can imagine one of my faves yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely well see now i've got extra reason to come here and i say there we go. you know well <laughs> and if somebody says well where is it i said well look for a matt d sign yeah there you go yeah <laughs> but you will be across the street uh friday night is part of uh, first friday it'll be the block party going on yeah and what time will you be on stage uh 5 30 to 6 30 is the okay. time they tell me all right and does this new band have a name um, right now we're just calling it Matt D for okay. lack of a better, I, I think, I think it's, um, coined as the roadside revival for this gig, but I okay. don't know that we're married to any of that. <laughs> um, yeah, I, um, we're kind of keeping it loose. Yeah. Um, I've waiting I'm, to see if it, yeah, well, I mean, or? I think it's, I think it's officially something we've had a okay. bunch of rehearsals. We're working on a new album together and it's all Excellent. of us again. Um, and I actually convinced Mark Dom to be back in a band, so he's actually playing oh, rhythm guitar. Love it. So, um, and he's quite the guitar player. He's an amazing, an amazing person. He, he? is. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, one of my bottles of Jack Daniels actually lives out in his studio now. Oh, uh, I've, I've seen it. Yes. You need, you need to get out there soon. I do. Yeah. Well, I got to know when you guys are out there. It's dwindling. Yeah. Well, um, well, I always have extras. Yeah. Well, sometime when we get close to the, you know, the end of the of the album journey we should probably have you out there i'd love it so yeah i would would love to watch that process because uh, i've been there a few times oh yeah i actually recorded some voiceover work there oh nice uh that uh i'm still waiting for mark to get back on me no well (laughs) actually yeah (laughs) he's a little busy he he is um i i don't know if you've heard but there's kind of a new record company kind of coming out Mm -hmm. came out um the old one you know what it was uh it was it was an okay it was an amicable type of thing but it just kind of shut down yeah at the beginning of the year um and then uh now it's kind of the studio is kind of changing to where it's more geared just towards the artists on the label um so it's become semi-private i don't know kind of a weird transition but glad to be a part of it glad to be still be there glad to still be working there you know it's a Mark is world class, you know. That he is. For, for just kind of being in the middle of nowhere up and, here and fly over country, it's and pretty one nice. Of the great things that I loved when I walked in, he, first thing he told me is, I still record analog too. Oh, yeah. You know, everything comes in through the analog oh, before it goes on the yeah. computer. No, yeah. He's old school for that sure. He is. It's, it's It's neat. And uh, I think it, it, it helps it breathe. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's cool, man. It's cool to be working with him. All right. Yeah. So. Is it still all going to be Matt D music then? Oh, yeah. Are we going to hear anything that's new that's yes. possibly on this upcoming yes. album? Uh, I think we're paying th- we're playing three or four new ones. Okay. Um, we're going to play a bunch off of Phantom Locomotive. 
And then I, th um, I would even say there was some stuff from my older solo stuff, some mm -hmm. stuff from Plank Road Drag. Yeah. Um, and then uh, from Holyoke. Holyoke. We have some. We have some other Love stuff Holyoke. on there. So that's the first purchase old... I made from you. Well, well, thank you. I yeah. appreciate it. And now you're kind enough to give them to me for free. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry I didn't bring anything with me tonight, but I don't have anything done yet. Um, but yeah, we're so we're doing like a song off of Holyoke, um, mostly Phantom stuff, but. Mm -hmm. Um, the newer stuff has, has been working out really cool. Well, yeah. you know, when you had first come out with Phantom Locomotive, yeah, you were at a singer-songwriter event over at uh, the Full Circle Book Co-op. Yeah. I requested a particular song. Yeah. You didn't sing that one. Which one was it? I don't know. Because remember. you said, Dave, I'd need an entire band for I that. I would. I so would So now. It. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, was it Queen of the Dead? Yes. Yeah, we're playing. That's on the set list. Excellent. Yeah, I'm there. ready for it. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna get you're gonna get the full on band experience. Awesome. So, Look forward to that. Yeah. yeah. Now, what have you enjoyed about uh, making this band? After you know, you'd worked with them obviously. You'd worked with Mark, and uh, well, you've, you've known what he's capable of from the engineering standpoint, also yeah. from the music. Uh, but then everybody else had been on that album. It, the weird thing with I never met Jason Haven the lead guitarist on Phantom until our listening party. So we'd had a few messages back right. and forth, but really it was kind of Mark was kind of the kind of the go between as the producer, you know? So um, Mark interacted with him a bunch and would say, Hey, I like this, but can we go with this? Can we do it this way? And so we didn't really have kind of a personal dynamic, but then now on this record, I, have you know been talking to him a little bit and i said you know i th i think it's fair with what you're bringing to the table that you get some writing credit on this you know so i almost feel like i'm writing music with him now and it's more personal wow. and so it feels like he's more we're we're more of an actual thing mm -hmm. scott and jeff the same way um they they come up with their parts and it's just there's just not a lot of I would like to say it's hard work, and it is because you want to land the right parts. But everything is just coming together so well that it, it's it, there's it's just a breeze working with these guys. But they're pros, you know. It's it's nice to be the least talented guy in the band. That's what I feel. And like. have your name up front. Yeah, yeah. Well I know. Done. I mean, I don't know how I convinced <laughs> them, but you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna ride that train as long as I can. Ride that right? Phantom locomotive. Yeah, I'm like, geez. <laughs> one of these days they're gonna get a real you know, singer. It's it's uh, good to hear you say that because I know that uh, we've we've talked in the past, and you are a perfectionist. Yeah. Uh, and when it comes to listening back, and you're like, oh no, it's got to be this, it's got to be yeah. that, and so forth. So for you to say everything's just coming together so well that's a plus it's like a no-brainer um we start out with acoustic demos jeff then comes in plays his drums and uh, we build from there and just kind of re-record everything acoustic bass lead guitar and uh gosh i think we're about three songs away from me starting on final vocals which wow. is it's really cool you know for um, we recorded Phantom Locomotive during the pandemic, so right. it was, it was a, a little bit different. Re really closed off with this. It just feels more like a, a group. It, and I feel like everybody's parts make a little bit more sense. You know what I mean? Right. It's more organic. And so I think everybody's getting a feel for each other. And I don't know. I just kind of like it's nice being able to, say to say to Jason, well, however you feel it, man. Or, you know, Scott. Hey, I'm thinking about re-recording this. You know, I'd like to do it on a fretless. Well, hey, try it out, man. It's cool. <laughs> um, 
it's it's a lot more how can i say it's it's it, i feel like it's more cohesive but it's very right. nonchalant and it's nice i don't feel any stress i'm not in a hurry Maybe it's just getting older. I don't that, know. That's part of it. I'll, I'll let you in on that because uh, yeah. we're, we're aware of each other's ages. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I, So that I, does happen. You do get yeah. to mellow a little bit. I, I think that's what it is. Um, um, I mean, I'm sure I'm, there's going to be like the world class, you know, free for all argument that Mark and I will have sometime during mixed down. Like, oh, they I, can't be on there. I, I, I hadn't heard that you'd had anything oh, like that in the past. Oh, it was hilarious. Said Mr. Sarcasm. Oh, man. He's no. No, I, um, Mark has been so great to work with and I, I just can't believe that I'm recording there really. I mean, I mean it, I, I don't know how fate brought Matt D to that studio, you know, it's, well, we're thankful it has. Oh yeah. I I mean, I, I really think Mark is to thank for most of it, the band coming together and, um, the success of the album. I mean, he was kind of the brains behind it. So it's pretty cool. So working title on this next album? Anything? I don't have one yet. Okay. No. How many how many tracks will there be? Um right now ten. Okay. And I'm I'm pretty stuck on that. Um I have a few tricks up my sleeve. If one of them doesn't work out, I've got like an alternate acoustic mm-hmm. type something in the background. But um nine of them are gonna be like full full band. So like one acoustic and full full on stuff. And it's it's pretty cool. It's kind of a marriage of older material. Um I'm one of those guys, if I'm not happy with it, I don't feel like the song's over and there's some stuff, some older stuff that I wanted to kind of change. But most of it's new. So stuff people haven't heard from before and it's really coming together cool. A little harder edge than Phantom Locomotive. A little bit more of a rock and roll album. Yeah. Not a lot of fiddle, not a lot of mandolin. Yeah. Um, I would say... So you won that strings conversation this time? (laughs) I was hoping to avoid that. Like, you know, we kind of we kind of played that's, tag that's there the for a minute. That's the first thing that uh, Mark Dumb uh, said oh, about uh, working man. with you. I tell you what. Give him crap about the strings. That, well, Mark, if you're listening, thank you so much for that. I appreciate it so much. Um, yeah, I'm not a big fan of, like, synth. And yeah. Jason had put some synth strings on, an, on, a, on a song. And it's so subtle that you can't hear it. But when I heard it and I said, wait a minute. Are those synthesizers on this song? And he's like, well, yeah. And I lost it, man. And then he lost it back. And we were just like screaming at each other. And he goes, you know what? Just just get out. Just get out of the studio. I don't want you here. Just go. I'm like, so I'll see you tomorrow at noon. He's like, yeah, have a good night. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, that's music, though. Um, and he was right. I'm just going to. There you go. Mark, you have it on recording. Yes. You were right. We'll save it I was posterity. Wrong. Yeah. There you go. But, um, yeah, it all worked out. Um, and I, th- I think that's the point in working with him for so long is you learn to trust those people who are behind you. And sometimes they hear something that you don't hear that maybe isn't the way you had it planned out. But I think um, a well-rounded, creative person needs to be able to grow that way. And sometimes growing pains are hard. You, you, you right. get what I'm saying? And, I mean, and how much have you grown then uh, since you started? Because you, boy, Mark man. has taught me a lot. He's yeah. really taught me a lot. Um, and he's really patient. 
but he has very high expectations. I almost wonder if he is a little bit more quiet about it than I am, mm -hmm. but he has very high expectations for for what he records and put his name puts his name on. And so knowing that, it's just if you if you met the guy and you know the guy, just how lucky you are to be able to work with him in that capacity, in that studio, in that space, and have him mold these songs because really i mean that production part that's the thankless stuff he's there three four five hours a night mixing stuff tweaking stuff how can i make it sound better how do i bring the vocals out how do i bring the harmonies out you know should there be more guitar here and then sending raw mixes to us that we all pick apart which equals more time for him <laughs> you know so yeah i think we kind of put him through hell and he you know is just kind of the magic man so really but we he comes out unscathed he does yeah. you know, he's got really thick skin and he's just a good guy he's a workhorse and he's just good at what he does and one hell of a musician too good player good songwriter i mean search for george was a great band and uh i think he's I still a good writer yet you you do have one of his I have a search for George Switcher awesome. hoodie even. Yeah. That's awesome, man. <laughs> no, um and, and I and I enjoy working with someone who has had a career like that, you know. Um Jason plays with Ron Keel. You know, he plays electric guitar with him and does a great job with them. Um, you know, doing that hard rock and southern rock. Um, Scott plays with 100 Watt Shine and has probably played on too many albums for me to even mention. And he's just a consummate professional. To have somebody just kind of lay down a bass track and it's just like, wow. And I've heard Jeff say, the thing about Scott is he makes my drums sound better. <laughs> you know, like it's just, it just works. And he's just, right. they're just solid guys. And Jeff is just like a machine. Um, he records his drums by himself with no music to a click track he he writes the part off my demo and then he doesn't have any music playing he cues in just just, just a just a click track and he plays solo he writes all the parts and then we That's come phenomenal. in over the top and when, when mark saw that for the first time he was like you've got to be kidding me this isn't real there's no <laughs> way and uh, mark's a drummer like yeah. so he he's a good drummer too and uh when Jeff laid down the first track, Mark comes out and he goes, oh my God, that's I've never seen anything like this and shakes Jeff's hand. And Jeff was like, I think that that, that was at the moment that I knew Mark liked me a little bit. <laughs> Possibly. You know, yeah. But yeah, Jeff has been amazing to work with. But he's been there since the start, so. Okay, so somebody that has been to a Matt D yeah. performance mm -hmm. in the past, coming to see you on Friday night with the full band. Yeah. What one word you would use to say how it's going to be different? A little more mature than mature. maybe you've maybe you've heard me. Okay. Um, I kind of used to do a circuit preacher shtick. That's gone. A little jump up yeah. on the stump. Yeah, <laughs> that's gone. And and I, it was more for entertainment purposes, but. Uh, you, you might hear one or two hallelujah, what's it to you, but it's going to be a little bit more more closer to the hip this go around. Um, 
that and that was fun and the profane saints were great and i had some of the best memories of my life playing in that band but this is something different it's a new start yeah so so if this is a start where is it headed more shows hopefully and any other gigs lined up at this point um with the band with the band no but we are working at it okay um trying to get some opening slots trying to put together a full show i would actually like to have a cd release party with this band and a possible opening act um but definitely thinking about doing shows doing appearances doing gigs this just happens to be the first one so so what are we looking at uh, in terms of a time frame you said you were about three songs away well yeah so i've got like uh, two bass tracks left three electric guitars left and then all the vocals for the whole thing so i record scratch to keep everybody kind of working and moving forward and um once everything's done then i go back and my vocals are the last thing my vocals the back background vocals and and probably the part that mark enjoys the least which is you know working <laughs> directly with with me on vocals um yeah and and one of those the hard thing about vocals is when you go into the booth some days you have it some days you don't some days you nail it other days you listen to it and you cringe and you have to go back and mark is very patient with me so that that'll be for me that'll be when the real work starts <laughs> by the end of summer fall i would really like to have a single out and then the album out very shortly after you know by fall okay but we'll see how yeah. things go yeah. um not rushing it not in a hurry mark is a busy guy well, and, and you don't have to be guys. at this point either. yeah you know you, you can still yeah. do your solo stuff uh, yeah. In the meantime, uh, yeah. and I, I've seen you've been playing back in the old hometown a lot. A little, City. a little bit. I just had to actually cancel a couple oh, gigs down there, um, and it's just more for personal reasons. Nothing. Um, that has been a great venue down there, but um, yeah, I've got one coming up. Backspace Brewing in Yankton, the follow a week from Saturday. Really cool place down there. If you like craft beer, great people, fantastic people. Yankton's kind of like a, a, a nice little secret. Uh, Very neighbor. few people talk about it, don't they? Yankton's actually yeah. a cool town. It's neat. And they've got great signs. Yeah. Like their old <laughs> signs are killer. I don't know if you've been in that downtown area. Uh, it's been a few years. But, but yeah. oh my God, like those signs are incredible. Like I try to take pictures of them, but they're so bright that I can't, you know, get decent photographs. You can't get a good, good sign photograph with like a camera, phone. You know, it's. It doesn't work out. You True. need a real photographer. Yeah. Got to have, uh, you know, what to do with an F-stop and, yeah, and speed. Exactly. Yeah. But, um, man, it's really nice people. Good, cool town. Kind of a, I don't know. There was a buffet down there that I used to eat at way back when that I thought was pretty cool. And uh, let's see. I, th- I think they've got some good sub uh, places. Yeah. And, yeah. There's a pizza place. Yeah. Yeah. Like a lot, some a lot really of cool. great local Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like that classic little big town yeah yeah but uh cool and then you know gavin's point dam and all that stuff down there so got some stuff going there um but really just trying to focus on the band and getting some recording done and well we look forward to that yeah Yeah. seeing what we can pull off yeah so we look we will look forward to the uh the single and the album and so forth but also immediately we look forward to friday night yeah 5 30 
uh, 8th and Railroad Saturday. He'll be out in the parking lot. I'm ex- I'm really excited. I'm uh, actually I'm, a little I'm excited nervous for this one. It. Yeah. I'm nervous. I haven't been on stage with a band since 2019? 2018? Uh, you get back in the groove. I hope so. Yeah. And I, I need to. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Well, well, I've got some good guys with me. So True. It's, uh, They'll carry you. I hope so. I told you, Dave. I, I'm, I, and you know, I shouldn't have to convince you. I am the least talented person <laughs> in that group. One of these uh, days, they're going to wake up and they'll be like, "We need a new singer." Yeah. Okay. Word to those that have never heard Matt D before. He's full of crap. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> He's very talented. <laughs> I've got you fooled, Dave. Yeah. All right. Yeah. When you're not entertaining, what do you like to be entertained by? Oh, what have I been? What have I been watching lately? Um, oh, what is it called? Gotham Garage. Gotham Garage. What's that on? It's on Netflix. Netflix. Okay. And it's just a team a of like custom uh, chopper bikes. Yeah. Well, they, they're custom car guys oh, and a gal. Yeah. Okay. Uh huh. So they've got the body guy. They've got a guy named Caveman who rips the cars apart then they've got like a custom sheet metal guy and he's amazing and their mechanic is this beautiful girl named constance nunes and they make some of the coolest cars and jen and i my wife and i like constance nunes you got to look her up Um, but um and yeah they just put together these cool little la hot rods so i've been watching stuff like that um you know old noir yeah I saw Doctor Strange. That was that was kind of cool. I don't. Excellent. I like Marvel yeah. movies, super superhero movies, that kind of nerdy type stuff. Why not? You know. Uh, any other hobbies? Gosh, if I had time for other hobbies. Yeah. Um, well, if you had time, then let's if, let's if do it that way. Because I know I ask that question quite often of uh, artists, uh, and they're usually too busy, and the music or the art or whatever it is is their hobby, but. If you had time for another hobby, what would you like? Gosh, I'd travel a little more, Mm -hmm. and I'd get back into collecting comic books. I've got a huge comic book collection um, hidden away in my home. Oh, I was going to say. Were they uh, Raimi? No, I I like, um, yeah, I like old Batmans, old Supermans. Yeah. Uh, I've got the original Watchmen series. Incredible. Yeah, so, like... Yeah, and, and the funny thing is, is, I stumbled across this garage sale a few years back, and I got like, I don't know, three hundred issues of comics. And this guy's like, <laughs> "Well," I said, "Well, how much do you want for him?" He goes, "I don't know, forty bucks." And I was like, "Ho ho 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 ho!" And so, yeah, um, took them home and cataloged them, and it's incredible stuff. And just got a kind of happened into this collection. But I'd like to do it a little bit more seriously mm-hmm. than I have, but. Um, and I'd like to read more. Yeah. You know, I'm always on that one. I I think I've only got five books under the belt so far for this year. Wow. I've got about 20 of them on a shelf waiting to be read. Yeah. Because when we go to estate sales and garage sales and so yeah. forth, um, Carrie is uh, always looking for books. And oh, sweet. Quite often I'm like, you know, I haven't read that one by Stuart Wood or I haven't mm. read this one by, uh, you know, any other author that I yeah. normally read. Yeah. And, I like yeah. I like the beat poets, uh, Cormac McCarthy. Yeah. I really like him, and uh, I really dig uh, some of that noir Stephen yeah. King, the pulp stuff that he does. Not his horror stuff, right? But he kind of writes these crime novels that are just 
awesome. They're just like pulp paperbacks. Um, I, I just, yeah, I, I'd like to drink it on in. Why don't we have time to do that? That's what I... Let's make it. Maybe because I'm too busy watching Gotham Garage. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I need to read more. All right. Matt D., my friend, always a pleasure. Great thank to you see so you, much. Man. Thank you yeah, very much. And looking forward to, to Friday night in well, the great outdoors. You. Pretty decent weather forecast. Is it? Yeah. Okay, what's going to be... What does uh, pretty decent mean? Uh, we're talking upper 80s, but... So it's going to be warm. It'll be warm. Good. Uh, but Come and see the, like... the long-haired Italian sweat. Yeah. There we go. All righty. Appreciate it, buddy. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. Thank you. And we'll be back to wrap up the Dave Holly Hour in just a moment. Sure, they have darts, and you've heard me talk about how ruggedly handsome the trivia host is, but all caps fun never stops at the Sky Lounge and Tea. And fun is best had with your friends enjoying live entertainment, as in live and local. Yeah, the Sky Lounge believes in giving you the best bands, solo artists, and comedians from the area. The Neo Johnsons, Elizabeth Hunstead, Skylar Volks, as well as many others. And a great staff will make sure you enjoy your fun at the Sky Lounge in T South Dakota. From the Dipsy Doodle Studios at the world headquarters of Big D Entertainment, a 40 square foot home studio in the middle of America, it's Dave Holly. Thanks again to a few great guests, Jaina Gearhart Fitzsimmons. Very much looking forward to your show tonight for Bear Bodkins Theater at Falls Park. Tomorrow night won't be too far away from Falls Park because we're going to go take in Matt D. Looking forward to hearing him with a full band. That's going to be at uh, 8th and Railroad, by the way. Thanks to the man who put the R in R Wine Bar and Kitchen, Ricardo Terabelsi, where we recorded Matt D. By the way, it was a really fun time on Monday night. Uh, Ricardo was always so accommodating. If the usual spots where I end up recording aren't available, he'll make a spot. So we actually ended up sitting there chatting with a room full of people watching us as uh, we were talking about uh, his band on the spot where many bands play at R Wine. Also, thank you to all the great people, the great staff that they have down at The Source, where we happen to chat with Jaina. And, of course, you for the downloads, the shares, the likes, etc. If you haven't so far, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Get all 136 episodes online at DaveHollyHour.com. As Art South Dakota says, home is where the art is, as I say... Put some art in your heart. Remember, I'm Dave Holly, and for me, every day is a holiday. The Dave Holly Hour has been brought to you by the Sky Lounge and Tea, XL Chiropractic, Quality Nails, Ale Hop Brewery Tours, and Jesse Moppet Entertainment. If you would like to contribute to the continued success of this podcast, go to DaveHollyHour.com. At the bottom of the front page is the additional links section. Click on the orange button, Dave Holly on Linktree. You can order merchandise, become a Dave Holly Hour VIP, and make contributions to the show. The Dave Holly Hour is produced in the Dipsy Doodle Studios by Big D Entertainment. Thanks for listening.